The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No, he didn't! Yes, he did! Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. Got some bad news in the email during the break, Jason. What's that? I requested a White House tour in a couple of weeks. Too busy. Uh, Turned down. <sighs> Sorry. Never gotten to do that. Just want to see it. Well, just go with the Niners if they win the Super Bowl. Just go Just go and meet everyone? Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. I could sneak in. I'm tall. Yeah. Definitely sneak in. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, that would work. Easy to sneak into the White House, right? Here's a guy who's been to the White House many, many times. He built it, I think. Uh, yeah, built built it on football. The one, the only, from The Athletic, our good friend, Matthew Barrows. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. How Great. are you? You ever been to the White House? I have been to the White House, mm-hmm. yes. Thank you. Did you do it? So you did the tour and all that? Uh, yeah. I, I grew up in the D.C. area, and oh. uh, our next-door neighbor was a Secret Service agent. Oh. And he was able to give us sort of a uh, a private tour of the White House one day, which was uh, really cool. I mean, I was, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years old, so I don't quite uh, remember it. But uh, I do remember, um, you know, the, going on the, the, the lower level there, that's the public level, and uh, wow. getting a tour of the White House, yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, then yeah. I'll, I'll, before we move on to important Niners stuff, then I'll ask you, I'm, I'm taking the, the wife and kids there in a couple of weeks, so... We're gonna do, you know, we're we're gonna do a tour of the Capitol, and and we're gonna do the Korean War Memorial, which I remember is was insane. It just it, it, at night is just something. Uh, we're gonna do, uh, you know, we're gonna do a bunch of stuff. But is there something that you think generally people don't do when they go to DC that they should do because they've never no, been? I'm just gonna I'm gonna reinforce your. I'm so uh, I'm surprised you said the Korean War Memorial because the the v- Vietnam War Memorial, mm-hmm. all the other memorials get more attention but you're right the the korean war memorial to me was the uh was the special one of that group and i remember when it went up uh i guess in the late 80s or early 1990s uh it's really terrific uh that's good the vietnam war memorial is is unique um as well so i mean you can't go wrong just kind of going through the mall and and going to each of those my my dad and my my wife's father both served in vietnam and and look i don't I don't know how to say this, like without sounding like I'm being disrespectful of the freaking Vietnam War Memorial. It's it's incredibly moving. The thing about the Korean uh, Memorial that we first off, it's right by it's right by the Lincoln Memorial. You can walk right down there, but at night they have the statues that glow uh, that are lit up, and it is it is one of the eeriest, coolest. I don't even know how to. I don't know if I want to describe a war memorial as cool. I know I'm kind of fumbling right now, but it was a very memorable. Uh, experience. So thank you, Matt. Jason, ask a football question. <laughs> <laughs> As we're talking to Matt Barros, Matt's brought to you by Stockton Honda, Northern California's number one Honda dealer. So uh, the crew is out there. You're heading out there today, correct, Matt? I am. My uh, my flight keeps, keeps getting pushed back uh, hour by hour. So uh, this uh, this wicked storm that's come through really uh, wreaked havoc on people's flights yesterday, and it's still having uh, ramifications today. But yeah, I should get there in the afternoon and and be on hand for the big uh, media blitz yes. at uh, Allegiant Stadium. Uh, I think the 49ers 
uh, get in around 7 p.m., and then uh, it's two hours of that, and then uh, we'll write that up. Yeah, what, what's your memory for you as someone that, you know, there's plenty of content to cover. Is Super Bowl week as chaotic for you as it appears that it should be? Yeah, it is. I mean, you you feel this obligation to really just uh, have Super Bowl caliber stories. And so you're, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to uh, deliver really unique content. And, of course, we at The Athletic are always kind of looking at the numbers, how many views did we get, how many subs did we get, and it's just so saturated uh, with media there. And there's so many stories. Everybody's saving their best stuff for this week that you really don't get read a lot, or at least not to the uh, amount that you, you're hoping for that week. So to me, it's always been a lot of work and a lot of kind of disappointment that uh, stories just aren't landing like you, you want them to. But I think that uh, I'm going in with that. Uh, that understanding, that knowledge this time. So uh, I, I, I think I've, I've prepared myself for some disappointment this week. Does it help you as a reporter down there because you're the beat writer for one of the participants? They know you, they're familiar with you, you have relationships. I know that a lot of the interaction is you know, a, a madhouse at the podium. But do you find that maybe you get a little bit of an edge because, rather than if you were down there covering the, the Giants and the Chiefs? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, the, the media night tonight is the big chaotic function. The media sessions that are, that'll be on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, especially the, uh, the Wednesday and the Thursday ones, will be uh, much more standardized and the the beauty of that is that everybody will be there including assistant coaches you know during the season you have to you know make a special uh request to interview say a chris basurik or a johnny holland um and you know whether they want to do the story or not uh this that the other it's it, it takes some pulling of teeth to to get them super bowl week they have to be there and they have to be there for an hour and 15 minutes. Um, so it's, it's wonderful that uh, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. For a reporter, merely getting the guy in front of you is, you know, the hardest part of the week. Um, you know, hey, I need to talk to this guy. Is that possible? No, we can't do it this week. How about next week? It's, it's a big negotiation. Super Bowl week, everybody is there. So, uh, you know, the, the stories on the assistant coaches, Brian Gleasy, I'm hoping to get him this week. Um, are are available to you, whereas it's a lot harder during the regular season. Talk with Matt Barros here. Matt, a lot of time, you know, we know that games take on their own entity, but leading in, you've got to have some some angles, some beliefs, some things that you think might happen that people are talking about. Obviously, there's revenge for the 49ers. This is a rematch. The Chiefs going for back-to-back. Uh, the Purdy storyline is pretty compelling. What are you kind of going into the game thinking you might be covering versus you just don't know how the game will actually go? Yeah, I mean, uh, after watching the uh, the Chiefs Ravens game and, and seeing uh, you know Kelsey and Mahomes hook up eleven times on eleven targets, uh, every time that Mahomes threw to Kelsey, it was a it was a completion, and, and at one point it was a touchdown. Uh, so you know that's in the back of my mind. This is the 49ers team that didn't do very well against Sam Laporta in the in the championship game. Um, how are they going to kind of change that and shut down this uh, this Mahomes Kelsey connection? I think that's going to be a huge one 
Um, Purdy uh, is always a uh, the, the biggest story of a of a 49ers game. Um, I don't anticipate him getting rattled. I mean, he just has such a a belief in himself. I think that stems from his uh, very strong faith. Uh, but you know that'll be that'll be a story one way or another. I mean, uh, here he is, 24 years old, going to be the third youngest starting quarterback in a Super Bowl. Uh, win, lose, or draw, he's going to be a a big story coming out of this game. And, and Matt, I I came into the show today, Jason will tell you, and I I kind of got some cold sweats over the weekend because we're all talking about like, you know, how how, how are the Niners going to stop Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey? And I I get it, but are, are, are we kind of, this is a question I asked Jason, like, are, are we missing the main line here, which is how are the Niners going to score on this KC defense that, you know, throw out the Rams game and, and they're about even, but technically uh, allowed less points than the Niners. And then, you know, limited Baltimore in Baltimore or whatever it was, 10 points, uh, got the win over Buffalo and Buffalo. Uh, oh, it was Miami. I think they limited to ten points. Actually, like they've been playing lights out. So we're worrying. We're talking about Mahomes and Kelsey, but shouldn't we also be talking a lot about what Brock Purdy and friends are going to do against that Chiefs D? Yeah, no, for sure. And um, you know, we we talk a lot about the Forty ers defense and how it's taken them you know a full game to warm up and uh, all the issues in the first half that they had against the Packers and the Lions. Now, the, the 49ers' offense wasn't exactly rolling at the start of those games either. Uh, and they certainly can't have this kind of staggered uh, beginning against the Chiefs that they had against the last two teams. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree that that's a, uh, a huge storyline. I mean, and it's, it's counter to what they did during the regular season. I mean, for a while there, they had a string of games where – uh, they usually scored a touchdown on their first drive, and if it wasn't a touchdown, it was a field goal. I mean, that's what that was their calling card during the the regular season, um, and uh, it's it, it's it's odd. I mean, I still haven't figured it out why the 49ers, um, who you know got up for such uh, for you know for the week one game against Pittsburgh, for the week five game against the Cowboys, for uh, their after buy game against what at the time was a very good Jaguars team um, for the uh, the Week 13 game against Philadelphia. These were big games on the schedule, and they got up for each of them, and they blew those teams out. But after that Philadelphia game, it's it's been a different story. They they have not kind of been able to kind of summon that sharpness that they had in those games. Uh, they lost to the uh, Ravens in, in the Christmas night game. Um, you know, they sort of you know, beat the, the Cardinals and Washington and some other bad teams down the stretch. And, of course, they had uh, sort of the disjointed games against the Lions and the Packers. Um, I, I think that if they play like they did against Philadelphia, if they come in with a mission, remember all those guys wore black going into that game. I mean, they, were, yeah. they, they geared up for the Eagles. I just haven't felt that that vibe from them in the playoffs to this point. And if you can't summon it now, then you just it's gone. I mean, uh, it's impossible to summon. And I know they're trying, but it, it has just been elusive to them to this point. Matt, I, I don't think anybody was super concerned about this, but I guess maybe late last week over the weekend, there was, I don't know if he's officially on an injury report, but was Kittle. Uh, was the only one that was kind of there was some concern about what's what's the status with Kittle as uh, they get ready for the Super Bowl? 
Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I didn't see him at all during uh, on the field last week. He did come in for a press conference and um, was not limping or or anything like that. And you know, if the guy's coming in for the press conference, it, it certainly seems as if he's gearing up to play in the game. So I expect him to be on the field uh, on on Wednesday when they're. Uh, the practices begin in earnest uh, this week, uh, but it's something to to look for. And um, Eric Armstead also uh, was the same way. He, the, he was listed with that same foot slash knee that he was listed with uh, throughout most of December when he missed all those games. I think he missed five games total. So obviously, um, you know, the, the team is largely healthy, but still has end of season issues with uh, those two guys being at the top of the heap. Matt, I, I asked Greg Papa this on Friday. I'll ask you, and, and Greg kind of struggled with it a little bit, understandably so. Um, there, there's no, you know, wrong answer. But is there is there anything that pops out at you about the Chiefs, either offensively or defensively, that the Niners might have an easier time with than they did with the Detroit Lions? An easier time with than they had versus the Detroit Lions. Is there something Detroit did well or does well that maybe the Chiefs don't do as well that pops out to you on the surface? Well, I mean, stopping the run, um, the 49ers struggled, uh, you know, against the, the Packers and especially against the Lions. The Lions, that was their calling card, uh, sort of a, a powerful running game, good offensive line. I don't think that the Chiefs are quite as good. Now, they have been. Uh, running the ball well in the playoffs. And, and that's sort of the point I was trying to make. They keep running into these teams who are on a roll. That's why they're still here yeah. in the playoffs, whereas the 49ers, I don't, I don't feel like, have kind of hit their full potential at this point. But, yeah, I mean, you, you'll see the Chiefs bring in two, a lot of times three tight ends. Um, you know, and so it looks like a power running game, but um, I'm not sure that that is their – uh, mentality as much as it was the Lions mentality. And it was a mentality that, frankly, the 49ers had uh, a hard time sort of keeping pace, pace with early in that game. So um, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be easy to stop the Chiefs' run, but, uh, running game, but it, it'll be different than, than the Lions. Matt, what, do you think there's a um, tangible value in, in being there a few years ago for the 49ers to understand just – the whole premise of this week of really the last two weeks of, of what Super Bowl Sunday is like most, a lot of the key players have played in it. Uh, obviously the chiefs are right back there is what kind of value do you think that is for those Niners that have been there before? Oh, I think, I think it's a huge value. And they, and they talked about it last week, uh, Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and guys that played in the game. I know that they're only a handful, but these are the team leaders and, and the guys who are, uh, talking to the rest of the, the 49ers this week. Uh, and, and Bosa's point and, and Warner's point was that you, you just have to go 100% all out from start to finish in this game. Um, and, and Bosa's point was that he felt like the 49ers did that for three and a half quarters. Uh, very proud of the way that um, he and his teammates played in that game. But uh, the takeaway was that you know you can't let your foot off the gas pedal at all. And, and the 49ers did that, and they saw the Chiefs score 21 straight points, and, and we know the, uh, the final outcome. Uh, it, it's funny, uh, just given that message and the fact that you know, the, the 49ers haven't done that to this point against the, uh, the Packers and the Lions. That, that's the missing element, this, um, 
this idea, and it seems so simple when, when you say it, that you have to be hustling. Your effort has to be uh, unbelievable uh, throughout the whole game. But the 49ers, despite the importance of these last two games, haven't been able to achieve that yet. So that, that to me, is the, is the huge question. It's the overarching question. Can they find and they sort of rediscover their December 3 Philadelphia spirit um, ahead of this game. And uh, if they can't, I, I don't think they're going to win it. Matt Barrows of The Athletic joining us. I find that fascinating, Matt, what you're saying. And, and you alluded to that earlier in our interview. So we've we've got kind of a couple options here, like what you saw versus Green Bay a bit. And then what you really saw against the Lions was the Niners putting themselves in a hole. And the thought, I like where you're going, is, well, they just don't have it on for those four quarters. Not that they were, you know, not as good or outplayed or out-schemed or out-talented, that it's within the Niners' control. And I guess we'll know on Sunday, because I think we both agree that that crap ain't going to work against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid as far as you know most likely making a comeback like that but if you can't get up and play for all four quarters against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl especially when you have what eight players i think that played uh time in their last matchup then you're not going to be able to get up for anything yeah for sure and uh it, it's just not it's just not available to you for for one reason or another uh you know Maybe it's uh, the bye week, all the weeks that they had off, and it's so hard to uh, what I call kind of get the lawnmower started again after it's been in the in the garage for a while. Or maybe it's just you know it, it, it's that point in the season you you, you reach down yeah. and you found nothing. It's just not there. Um, but but I think it has been there for certain players. I mean, um, I haven't seen any in, any laps with Nick Bosa. I haven't seen any laps with Christian McCaffrey. Um, he's looked fantastic. So uh, there are players on that team that uh, you know the rest of these guys can take their their cue from, uh, and they and they should. They, they need to um, because I, I do believe that if they're playing, you know, at a at a Cowboys level, if they're playing at a uh, at an Eagles game level, um, they're going to win this game. I mean, there's just there's too much talent plus that. I'm struggling to find the right word, but it, you know, it's 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 similar to effort. It's just a kind of galvanization where um, the, the the energy, the atmosphere, the vibe is so keyed up uh, throughout the game. If they can pair that, which they have this season, with all their talent, I think they're going to win. I want to ask you too about you know we're, we're going to obviously see what the players do, but a lot about coaching, and it's the entirety of the coaching. But Shanahan and Reed. We'll get the the headlines there. Reed's done it. He goes into another stratosphere if he gets another Super Bowl title. And, of course, Matt, you know it. Shanahan's chasing that elusive one. A lot of people think he's the game's best game caller. Um, he's got a good record going, but this is what's missing. Um, I, I'm fascinated by that part of this and, and just maybe even Kyle's approach to obviously he wants to win, but how much does he need to win just for his own mind and kind of his own resume? I mean, um, you, you have this whole league is, is being filled with Shanahan proteges, uh, not just the coaches, but, you know, a lot of their, their ex-GMs, Rand Carthnon, um, Adam Peters now in Washington. They're, they're all building mini 49ers all, all around the league. And so, you know, it, it seems uh, that uh, poetic that sort of the, the father of all this, well, I guess 
he's the uh, <laughs> he's the, the son of yeah, the father. Right. Of the father, <laughs> uh, uh, gets a a Super Bowl title at some point. Um, you know, is it imperative that he does? I mean, I think um, you you just noted. You know, Andy Reid was. Kyle Shanahan, um, you know, several years ago, the 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 uber talented offensive coordinator uh, had a lot of respect as a head coach, but hadn't won um, uh, a Super Bowl title until uh, late, late in in his career. So, um, and, and you just noted that you know, if Reed wins, he's going to reach another stratosphere of just elite coaches. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's still a young man; he's got you know, if he wants to, twenty twenty years left of, of coaching. Uh, so there's, there's going to be opportunities for him to reach that same stratosphere. It doesn't have to be on Sunday, but but boy, uh, it would uh, it would certainly go away as a storyline if uh, if he did. Let's talk about the other coaching matchup, and it's a battle of Steve's Wilkes and Spagnuolo and those defenses. And we were talking earlier, Matt. I I, I told Jason it wouldn't surprise me if there was a good long hard look at Steve Wilkes after the season. It just seems like it's been up and down. They moved him down to the sideline. Now look points against the, the, the big, uh, you know, stat when it comes to defenses, they've been pretty damn good, but that, that stop against the run. Uh, and it just seems like overall that, I don't know. It feels like they have so many names on this team. They should almost be better defensively. Maybe I'm wrong. How do you see that matchup going? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It seems like the uh, the potential of that unit is not matching what we're seeing at, uh, on the field. And, and what we've been talking about, the 49ers not quite reaching the level that they know that they can play. It's, it's really been about the, the defense to this point. Yeah. Um, and, and everybody saw those plays uh, against the Lions where you've got three defensive linemen sort of just kind of loafing down the line of scrimmage um, each of whom has a chance to stop uh, Jameer Gibbs, and they all sort of pull up and, and think that the other guy is going to make it. And it's just so counter to what their ethos is, on, especially on the defensive line. This especially when you, have, out. when you have wide receivers running 30 yards down the field blocking for their guys. You mentioned ethos. Matt, you're so right. It goes against the ethos of the whole damn team. The whole damn team, but that that D line is you know you sh- you should be there for the practices. I mean, you got Chris Kasarik and Daryl Tapp, the the two defensive line coaches, and they're just screaming all day long at these guys to hustle, to blow off the line. Um, you know, they have this deep defensive line with the idea that we want you going, you know what, to the wall all the time. And if you're tired, you just tap your helmet. We got another guy who's really talented who just dying to come in um and and that just has been missing uh in, in this game until you know the second half uh so uh yeah i mean and, and that's not you know exactly a steve wilkes issue you can point at chris kasarik and say you know these are your guys why aren't they yeah. kind of playing with that reckless abandon but uh you're right you know but going back to you know coaching in the booth and that three-game skid it's been up and down with that unit and and they do play brilliantly at times but there are other times where it's just it just seems like they're uh running at three quarters speed and um you know for a unit that's this talented you got uh pro bowlers on all three levels uh they should be doing better and they can do better and and maybe we'll see that on sunday um but uh boy they, they just haven't shown that for 
uh, you know, almost a couple of months now. Well, and last question, Matt, to your point, do you think or know uh, that maybe some of that has been addressed since the Lions game, specifically, specifically turning, uh, let me do this right here, maybe encouraging lollygag young to become Chase Young again, if you get my drift? <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, Thank I think you. we're going to see some see some of those jerseys at uh, <laughs> at, at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. Um, yeah, no, it, it absolutely has been addressed. You know, uh, addressed to the point where e- even the GM was talking about it, um, and and Steve Wilkes called it. Uh, I think he, the quote was, "Frankly, it was embarrassing." Yeah. Uh, so I mean, they they see it again. It, it, it's it's right there in front of everyone. Um, you you can't avoid it, but they just can't, um, they haven't been able to fix it to this point. And and that's, that's the worry. If you weren't able to kind of summon it for the entirety of the NFC championship game, um, you know, are you going to be able to do it for the Super Bowl? I don't know the answer Uh, to me. It's, it's, it's fascinating whether they can. I say, like in the World Series of Poker, whatever everybody's Super Bowl share would be, you put it in cash and you put it in their locker room with a little key and a lock on it, and you only get the key if you let them visualize, Matt, the cash they're going to get and the ring, and then send them out there. Yeah, I think the cash that they would get, I forget what the percentage was, but it's something like almost like 40% of what Brock Purdy is making this, uh, <laughs> in the season. So he's got, uh, he particularly has a lot on the line, but, but each of these guys does as well. We will uh, be in touch with Matt throughout the week. He leaves today uh, for the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, Allegiant Stadium, and looking forward to a, you know what, I'm not looking forward to a good game. I take that back. I'm looking forward to an absolute boring 55 to 10, Niner Bronco style blowout. Of course, the Niners doing the blowout. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just to be clear. Uh, Matt, and I hope that you have your, I hope you have 95% of your game story done by halftime. That's what I hope for. Oh, that would be wonderful. Thank you for wishing that. Uh, I hope you wish it into existence. (laughs) That's Matt Barrows of the Athletic. Take care. Have a safe flight, brother. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye bye. He would sign up for that. I think a lot of Niner fans would. Yes. They could just have feet up in the fourth quarter. Sam Darnold's in. Yes. I don't want a good game. That's fine. I want a blow I want a boring lame blowout. I want it so all I know is this. I need the Niners to be ahead by at least 30 going into the fourth because if it's like I mean, come on, Kyle Blue 25 point lead, right? Oh. You know what I'm saying? 28 oh Come on, 28-3 Falcons oh over the Patriots. I'm going to You think every Niner fan is not going to be thinking that? Oh my god, could you imagine if we were up 28-3 at one point? I'd be probably more stressed out than we were up 24-20. Tom Brady's not walking through Oh, it's Patrick Oops. Mahomes. Today. Yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to to his point about Chase Young, I know we got to go on break, but dude, you you can't take plays off. Not at all. Nope. Whatever it is. Ever, I don't know really, if it's cardio. But, I don't yeah. know if he needs to drink Starbucks more, but you have to have consistent energy throughout all four quarters. And if you can't get it mentally, then maybe you can get it from my friends at American Energy who right now nice. have a furnace tune-up and safety inspection going for just $49. Now, this is the whole tune-up thing, not just the inspection, the tune-up as well, which can prevent dangerous gas leaks, Jason has all the time, could extend the life of your furnace and save on energy bills. It's no sales call. It's not a, 
you, you know the drill. They'll come over and go, hey, it's a $50 thing. And then they come in and they do like five minutes on whatever. They like open your grate and like sniff it. I don't know what they do. And then they're like, oh, I think you need a new furnace and you need all this. And hey, for right now, we have this thing. No, it's not a, it's not a sales call. It's a tune-up and safety inspection. Schedule your appointment today. 916-520-9990. Or go to AmericanEnergyAir.com. Be prepared to keep your family warm all season. And then, don't forget, right around the corner, it's going to be Jason weather. Keep it cool in the summertime. A-plus rated Better Business Bureau since 1981. Serving the greater Sacramento area. 916-520-9990. AmericanEnergyAir.com. Tell them Carmichael Dave sent you. When we come back, what to watch? Including the Kings-Cavs matchup right here on Sackdown Sports. A little crosstalk with Styles and Watkins. Get a little crumble cookie action going with our celebrity birthdays and more. Don't go away. We're right back. The Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. Call or text at 916-339-1140. On Sacktown Sports. Kevin on the YouTube chat called that transition masterful. Mm. It's good to get compliments every once in a while. I'm going to do that for the rest of the day. All right. The two of you. Before we move into what to watch. We're going to be doing this all week. You got, you're going to a Super Bowl party. What's the, what's, what's your Super Bowl? Whether you buy it, you make it. You have a significant other, um, a mom, a dad, a sister, a brother, whoever. What is what is the dish you got to bring? I think I need a little bit of intel on the Super Bowl party itself. Like, is there a theme? Is there? Are they just having sides? There is a theme. Okay, the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, you know, like sometimes, like, hey, we're barbecuing. Just bring this. Like sometimes people yeah. give you. Hey, bring drinks or bring, you know, a drink for you. And it's like, well, I probably should bring something for the party. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some I, people do that. I would say they ask you to bring a dish. And and, okay. and, and, and if you want that to be a dessert, if you want that to be a, a, a dip, a side, a, a whatever, um, or if you want it to be part of the, oh, I'll give you, I'll give you an example to help you out. Like I, I, I will, if, if it's something where they need a main, um, I do I do something called conchonita pibil. I do it's a pork roast that's uh it's incredibly easy. You marinate it in this this paste. It's basically like orange Colgate uh, crust. It, it's uh it's no, it's um it's like grapefruit juice, orange juice, lime juice, this achiote paste which turns kind of orange and you just slow cook it for like 4 hours and it's it's pulled pork. It's just got a tang to it. Uh, and we do street tacos. If it's a side, you know, I'll do a, a potato salad, a homemade potato salad. Are you doing that Sean Thomas one? The hot Sean dog? Thomas's hot dog one is great. The, you, you take hot dogs, cut them in thirds, wrap them in a piece of bacon, toothpick them. You put them down on a banquet pl- uh, a, a, a banquet tray with sides, and then you just pour brown sugar over it, cover it, and cook it for two hours. And yeah. it's 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 caramel. It's basically just this candy coated bacon wrapped hot dog thing yeah um so stuff like that yeah 
Um, I don't know that I have a go-to, but probably if it's more of a bigger side, like a potato salad or a baked bean, something like that. Okay. But it feels like Super Bowl is like a is a snack, you know. But then it's like, oh, maybe the snack mix. Ooh, that, bring that. that'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah, Chris, that'd be a really good one. It was okay. It was <laughs> wow. Last Maybe not the wasabi. The wasabi peas were the only contract. Actually, I didn't, I didn't mind those. What I did mind was just someone just digging their hands in it and just. That's <laughs> not Jason's fault, though. But yes, the mix was good. And yeah. then someone, Ledbetter, put his hands all in it. Mm. Uh, I usually pick something different every year. I'm not really a go. I don't really have a go to. <sighs> like to look something up, see what's fun. I think Last that's... year I did a crab spinach dip. Ooh. Okay. I got rave reviews. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, it's a lot of that, like a dip, or, yeah. you know, but do four people bring guacamole? This is my own secret guacamole. It's like, okay, I mean, which is good. Nothing wrong with it at all. Well, the friends we hang out with all the time, she would always, she's, it's genius. She would go by Chevy's and get that vat of salsa and bag of chips Perfect. she could buy. We also had another person one year bring, because uh, you never know what you can, you don't necessarily have to make it if you're, uh, I know we're giving all these free advertisements here, but um, we had a friend that went, I think she spent 20 bucks. And she got like eight sliced baguettes and a vat of the uh, the dip dill. that they have at Labu dill sauce. The dill whatever. sauce, yeah. yeah. And that was a, a huge yep. hit. Yep, a huge hit. And, and I mean, all she had to do is she didn't do any work. Yeah, just be homemade cookies. Ooh, that would be a real homemade cookies. That doesn't happen that often. Usually, it's like the the Safeway tray, right. yeah. which I don't mind. I don't mind that. Yeah, either. I'm gonna eat those. The variety ones with like the M and M's. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, root beer floats. Having like a little root. We did a yeah. You know what? One year for uh, one year we were hosting the Super Bowl. We actually uh, it worked out really well. We did a. Uh, I don't know why we needed to call it a subway sandwich, but we did a subway sandwich uh, station, mm-hmm. and we just went out. We got those little plastic trays, yeah. and we just loaded them with cheeses and meats and veggies and all that, and everybody got to make their own little hoagies. There you go. That was fun. Yeah, good time. Be a good day for a gumbo. Mm-hmm. You know, just have everybody eat off that. I'm saying this because I'm going to our friend's house. And I don't know what I'm bringing yet. I don't know if I'm doing like I have a triple crock pot, you know, like with the little crock pots for. Are they asking you to bring something? Uh, I know you probably. No, feel like I, you I said I'm going yeah. to, and I want you know I want to, I want to. So do I do like usually with the triple crock pot? I'll do like a queso, and then uh, meatballs with the grape jelly. And do you then- do you bring stuff to events? And sometimes like hey. My stuff's not really getting. I'm mean, not saying that happens all, but don't you always do evaluate? I pay attention? Like, oh, mine's all gone. I or do. It's like, hmm, yes, I won't. I won't lie. I do pay attention. Yeah. I do, and you know, have a pretty good track record. But there's been, yeah. you know, there's Sometimes, been times. Yeah. You know, yeah. Why don't they like this why today? Why don't they like that huh. today? Hey, Stephen, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I like the surprise. Uh, I like the surprise on this one, man. Is this? Am I brought to you guys by uh, Fulton Lake Honda? Absolutely. Whatever you want to be. Whatever you want to be. In this case, you're brought to oh, us okay. by probably some weight loss formula after all this. You know what I might do this year too. Sorry. See, you know what I'm. You know what I haven't had in a really long time that is always a hit is a, a good old. There's nothing wrong with a good old fashioned seven layer dip. Oh yeah. You know, there's yeah. nothing. Make wrong it eight. With that. Add a new if flavor. You do it right. If you do it right. You got to do it right. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let's see here. Hold on. Hold on a second, Stephen. All right. So you got, you got the the meat, the ground beef usually. All right, you got the ground beef, you got the beans. You got the beans. Okay, you got the lettuce. Uh, mm, is that a, is that a layer? Yeah, I think so, right? Isn't mm. that a... No? 
Mm-hmm. You okay, got well, sour what's... cream. Okay, so sour cream, uh, all, black olives, uh, cheese, mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. uh, guacamole, and the tomatoes. Pico. Uh, yeah, or a, or, a, or a pico. Yeah. Salsa, tomatoes, pico that you top. Yeah. And That's then uh, what was the one? Oh, you know what? Eight layer lettuce on top. No, you, wait, I'm really, we're having, is lettuce controversial on a seven Look, layer? I found the place your life is going in the garbage. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Why is I lettuce? Mean, oh my gosh. Just some shit. Chris you are the king of sounders, dude. I'm I go through you. my day and I will have a random sounder just pop in my head because it's just. Same. Applicable to my situation. Same. I'm just saying. Not gonna lie. You are the king of it. That does happen. He is. Yeah. And that does happen sometimes at night. Yeah. It really it, it happens. Now, Ruth, I'll, I'll be on the bus and I'll be like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly in my head. Just, eh, it's okay. That's a cash um, grab. So that is. It's uh, come on. That's a cash grab. All right, All right real quick. Yeah. Uh, do you guys do you guys know why people get people got boat raised? Why? Why? Okay, so I'm going to give a big shout-out to uh, 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 Whitey for this one because he came out of the woodwork with this one. So apparently did a lot of boat racing back in England somewhere. I don't know specifics, but um, there was a part of the water in which basically if you got out to that current first, you got boat raced. There was no way you were ever going to come back from it. The moment that you sailed out and the first person, uh, the first boat to hit that current, you essentially won the race. Wow. Because there was no uh, there was no coming back from that. So um, there is your pointless, useless information and your useless stat for the day. Steven, I think that's great. Yeah, I Steven's becoming he's up the up the yeah. rankings with our, our favorite callers. But he brought up another wrinkle. He talked about boat race, but it, that came from the woodwork. It came out of the woodwork, right? How did that? And did they batten down the hatches? Yeah, that's what we were doing over the weekend. Yeah, I was battening down everything. Wow. Maybe somebody's saying I'm thinking uh, green onions instead of uh, instead of lettuce. Yeah, I've seen green onions. You, I, I didn't. I mean, know. lettuce wouldn't be a deal breaker. I just don't think that's in there. It's not on top, like you on top, like not the sour top. creams. The no, final there's got to be more of a put... cheese or something else on the top, or, or... huh? I always thought like the cheese, and then you put the sour cream on top, so, and then that's where you put like the tomatoes and the or the pico because it stand it, it pops off the white background. Uh, the how interesting bring it in we'll evaluate so bring in like one with lettuce on top yeah. and one with uh uh, uh 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 green onions on top sure honest to god dude a seven layer dip i would make love to that thing right now oh my god it would be so good like for real doesn't a seven layer dip sound mm, amazing gross. no uh it doesn't i would american pie right that now. thing right now uh, by the way, kings and okay, cats. Okay, weirdo, party of one. Suddenly make, not hungry. Make that a night layer dip. Give me, uh, give me the kings and pacers tonight. Uh, Who? The kings and pacers tonight are both not playing because the kings are playing the Cavaliers and the pacers are off. Kings in Cleveland. Uh, gentlemen, as we go to break, uh, let's play... Guess the line, Jason Ross. Cavs by five and a half. Cavs by three and a half. Oh. Is it in between? Cavs by four and a half. Oh. <laughs> that is at four o'clock right here on the Sporty 1140. Sack Town Sports, also Warriors at Nets, Raptors at Pelicans, Clips and Hawks, Lakers Hawks. at Hornets.
And uh, Mavs at 76ers, and it's Super Bowl media night tonight, and somebody's going to do something stupid in a G-string. Just got to wonder who it is. Oh, you'll you, you'll see it. Someone's going to be in that seven-layer dip. Dumb outfit. Yeah, I know, right? Look at Nate's in here with his freshly coiffed hair because he's going to Vegas. <laughs> Look at him. Meow. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll cross talk with Styles Watkins and Celebrity Birthdays next. It's time for the news of the day. The latest headlines, the biggest stories, hard-hitting analysis. Yeah, this is none of those things. And now, here's Carmichael Dave and Jason Ross. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super Bowl cross talk. That's right, Super Cross. Super Cross. What? How you doing? I you can't, can't hear you? How about now? Nope. Still can't hear him. Joining us on a beautiful Pro Bowl Monday. Yeah, Pro Bowl Monday. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, our last crosstalk of the week, I hear. No, tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. You'll Second to last. Yeah. Because you guys are, aren't going to crosstalk with us Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No, that's no. correct. No. They're busy. They're working. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be outstanding. Not for us. We're missing out on a whole segment at the end every day. Talking to you guys live down there. Like, hey, what's going on? What's coming up on the show? Yeah. How's it been going? Yeah. the lay of the land. And you're like, no, no. There's just no Talk time. to the PD about it. At that time, we'll probably be interviewing Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. Did you hear, by the way, oh, give me the uh, breaking news thing, by the way, because whether this is breaking news or not, this is uh, important. When it breaks, we have it first. It's Sacktown Sports breaking news. We have our first real Super Bowl controversy going on. According to Adam Schefter and others, the 49ers are not happy with their practice field surface. They're practicing over at UNLV, Kansas City, I believe, due to the fact that they're the, air quotes, home team, uh, gets the state-of-the-art, you know, Raiders practice facility. Not UNLV just had it all retrofitted and all that, but apparently it's being described as a spongy surface. They don't like it. Mm-hmm. Here we go, guys. Right. So they're on real grass. Yeah. The Super Bowl we played on turf. Yeah. And you know I like to go conspiracy theory. Uh-huh. Because mm. we've been doing a lot of, if you're a Raiders fan, who would you rather <laughs> see win if you uh-huh. had to pick, uh-huh. right? And I'm going conspiracy theory because our guy, we're trying to get him on the show, Guy Fieri. What school did Guy Fieri go to? UNLV. And what team is Guy Fieri a fan of? The Chiefs. The 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 Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, I was just playing along. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So if he decides, hey, I'd rather have the the Chiefs in a good position than the Niners, Mm. here we go. Interesting. Oh, you all know Guy Fieri. Runs Las Vegas. Runs yeah. it. I mean, he does. Yeah. Clearly. yeah. No, I, I'm begging Jay. We got to get him on the show. Mm. That's all I do. Well, it won't be hard to spot. No? No. No, he won't. Okay. Well, more on this. Yeah. Uh, on. Today is uh, National Shower with a Friend Day. No, it's not. What does that say up top? It says hashtag Shower with a Friend Day. Yeah. But don't get all excited. <laughs> this is apparently a tongue-in-cheek way of educating people on the benefits of filtered chlorine-free water. So that's the, how the friend, I guess, is the filtered water that you shower with. Can I just say this? Because at first I thought it was actually shower. Well, first off, showering with a friend. Hey, Jason. Right. That'd be awkward. Secondly, anyone who showers with somebody else, it. like it's not all it's cracked up to be. It, it's actually kind of annoying. No, it is. No, listen to me. I'm just talking about the X's and O's of the situation. If you have one, if you have one, no, yeah. don't get all immature. on Someone's us, no. always cold. 
Thank you. Yeah. Someone's always cold. It's crowded. And then while the other person is soaping and rinsing and all that, you're freezing in the corner. And then you got to like try to move past each other without the soap from the other person re-soaping you. It's garbage. Unless you have a shower that's as like as big as this room, then it's then it's fine. So I don't like Didn't you used to do something in the shower that shouldn't be with another person? <coughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, hold on. What are we talking about? I remember you bragging about something that you would do to other people in the shower without their knowledge. <coughs> This isn't getting I better. Just get worse. Yeah. I was having a legit, mature conversation, and you were screwing me over right now. Hello. Can you? Do you need to say it in my ear to remind me? I'm. St- <laughs> Not a- <laughs> I told you that. <laughs> you said it on the air. I did. Yeah. Well, not on randos. It might have been. Did you um, say that in my ear? By the way. Yes. Or was yes. That? Okay. Yeah. It used, maybe it was your podcast. No, it was my new wife at the time. Oh it was my podcast because she wouldn't know because of the water temperature. Anyways. <laughs> that makes it better. I, wow, you actually got me a little flushed right here, which is rare. Chris, why did you even decide to go down this road with this topic in the first place, dude? <sighs> Celebrity <have> birthdays <laughs> were meant to be spent with family and friends. And uh, nothing says happy birthday better than crumble. You see what happens? Are we still allowed to go to Vegas? See what happens? We're not going to crosstalk? This is what happens. You're going to miss out on all this stuff. Jason, on National Shower with a Friend Day, who's uh, turning what today? <laughs> happy birthday, Bobby Brown. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you got to be more specific. Is it Bobby Brown with an eye from the Warrant video? Is it Bobby Brown, Whitney Houston's uh, husband? Is it Bobby Brown? Isn't there a Millie Bobby Brown? Former Sacramento King, Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown? That's my prerogative. Oh. Bobby Brown. That's a confusing one. I'm going to say 64? Yeah. That's pretty good. Every little step, man. I played the holy God out of that little New edition? The shower. Uh, I'll say Bobby's actually 61. 66. 63. We weren't even in the right decade. 55. Sorry, Is that young? 55? Wow. What was he, like 14 when all it was so They were really young. Jeez. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo? Oof. Uh, 41. uh, I think he's 39. 38. I'll say 38. We have a correct answer. 39, Carmichael Dave. Thank you. How about, no. uh, let's Soccer see. Soccer guy right here. Roberto Alomar. Oh, uh, Bobby Al. Roberto. He's 46. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He's 45. 44. 50. Mm. Uh, Chris was in the right decade. Yeah. 56. Wow. Yeah. All right. Let's come on the show today, guys. I'm going to assume Super Bowl talk. Turf, turf talk, apparently. Turf talk. A, turf lot, talk. Of, a lot of turf talk. And the Kings... Are they in the middle of the run right now? Middle of the run. Mm-hmm. You guys going to go to John Moles Roll Kill Grill? Yes, Nate yes. sent the uh, sent the info. We're going to do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, these guys are next for everybody we had on. Thanks so much, Chris, Jason, and everyone else. It's uh, everyone else. Good job, Dave. Light the beam. Bye bye now. <laughs>